Top Shelf Fantasy. Um, all right, how's it going, guys? Podcast 285. I'm sorry, I didn't know if me or Dows were going to start. So, uh, you um, said the words, I will start it. Up. I will start. I mean, I start, start the recording. All right, guys. Um, if you're still here, thank you. Um, again, podcast 285, February 9th, 2024. I can't believe it's February already. Um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, X at Top Shelf, FNTSY, TopShelfFantasy.com. Uh, Dows will have his mock draft article up there after the Super Bowl with the final rankings. So that should be in in the next week or two. Correct, Dows? I'm going to try to get it out Monday, to be honest with you. Do you um, have it like filled out pretty much into yeah. like, the last few picks? I nice. have everything except the last two picks. So, I mean, to just pop in. It depend, really just depends on how hungover I am Monday morning. <laughs> yeah, so hook it up by Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Tuesday, so safe bet. Soft lunch Monday, hard hard stop on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, we have Derek joining us. Uh, he was very excited to hop on a podcast to talk about the Super Bowl. I mean, your text today, like it, it was like too, like you were too excited. Was like everything excited. was like, yeah, yeah, I'll be there. That sounds great. I'm like, all right, like <laughs> do we can Derek now? I'm like, oh, we, we didn't do the podcast. And just yeah, Scotty it. did text me. He said, Derek seems a little too excited. <laughs> so let's just pull the rug out from underneath him. I, I love both these teams so goddamn much. I, we have such a good Super Bowl matchup. I'm very, very excited for tomorrow. Yeah, and in our last podcast, we went over the um, conference championship games. And I mean, just talking about all four teams, it's like it sucks that one of these teams had to lose. I think right. that's been like, the whole playoffs, like going back to Detroit and Los Angeles Rams, like you like right. both teams, like you want both teams to win. Both like teams to succeed, when right. when one team wins, like yeah, the other team loses. You're like, damn, I want Stafford to win. Like it, it, it just stuck. Right. I mean, it's <laughs> great like football playoffs, though. though. Like the, that's the what you want to see. Playoffs, like since the inception of the playoffs this year, like if you're a fan of good football, you enjoyed what you've seen. Like I don't think we really had a bad game. Yeah. Even if you go uh, the KC Baltimore game, which was like low scoring, it's not a bad game. I mean, if you're a fan of defensive like football, game. it was amazing to watch. Yeah. Like, um, I, I love—I don't say I love these two teams. I just love the matchup that we're going to see. Like, I, I don't—I'm not mm-hmm. a huge Chiefs guy. Just I haven't been. I think it's my saltiness from the Patriots and whatever. But I love—I love the Niners. I love the matchup. And if you're a fan of good football, you should be thrilled with that. That is what we have. I think Baltimore would have been interesting to watch uh San, San Fran play. I think Detroit would have been yeah. interesting to watch KC play. Um yeah. it's just a win across the board. There's no there was no losing once we got to the last four teams that we got because no matter what we were going to see a really good Super Bowl and we were going to see two really good games and we got both yeah. of that. I'd say the like another like thing about this whole playoffs like oh, so there were so many likable teams like you could root for every team and the Eagles lost in the first round. So it was like a win all around. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, really, really. Yeah, you you saw Baker beat the Eagles. Like, all right, like yeah, okay, right there is, is awesome. why I watched the entire year. I think the only like right. game that really wasn't close is probably Bills Steelers, but you didn't expect that to be that close, and it was actually probably it's, closer than it actually sh- should have been. Absolutely, but. Steelers. Steelers kind of came back at it. I guess, and then the other big blow was seeing CJ Stroud and those that Texans blow out that Browns team, and it was like. Man, you know that that the Texans couldn't win the Super Bowl, so it was cool to see them ball out in one mm-hmm. game too. Like, 
Yeah, let them get a big win, you know, building block for the future for them. I think really the the most troublesome matchup would have been if we had Baltimore versus Detroit in the Super Bowl. I think that could have been, you know, a hot knife through butter from Baltimore's perspective. But again, Detroit proved people wrong all year long. So very well could have shown up for that one, too. Um, First half of a game against San Fran, they threw the kitchen sink at that offense and they slowed them down. Like San Fran was moving the football, but they weren't scoring points. You know, you can win with Ben don't break defense, but. You know, then the wheels fell off and San Fran <laughs> ran ran the table on him and came back and won. But yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that comeback is not to be, you know, lost in the in the wash here. I mean, that was an unreal like just poise. Yeah, poise, poise go down right? and you know, find some intestinal fortitude and, and rally back. I mean, we were talking in our group chat, just like this game's over, and I'm like, anything's possible. I mean, we saw that twenty eight to three Patriots Falcons game, and that right. just I, I know you you know, Change, usually I'm like almost like tongue in cheek, like, Oh, well it could happen. Like, you yeah, know, just right. being the 1%, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, don't give up on this, but right. there they are. You know, now it's, now it's twice and Shanahan's right. been in both of them. <laughs> yeah. And on different sides, and, but <laughs> mind you, and we, we saw Baltimore not be able to do the same thing that San Fran did. And that's why Baltimore is sitting at home and San Fran is in the Super Bowl. Right. Is like yep. having the ability to stick to your, stick to what works for you. And not getting rattled by the situation and not trying to do too much. And I think like a lot of that Ravens team, like they just went away from the run. Which yep. is weird because like, like the biggest gap was 17-7. You're right. still, but it you're was, still like, down 10 in the in it. first half. Like with how much in the run, felt like they, make sense. they handled that game like through like from start to finish. It felt like Casey right. was in control. They were never spreading out. They were never getting any distance between them and the Ravens. The Ravens were right. within striking distance until that last Lamar pick really right. the Baltimore defense 100%. played absolutely fantastic like as yeah, good. I mean, good as they played I just, all year I, I can't find a stat on it but like I'd love to see you know uh Collinsworth come out with the advanced analytics on the last time the Chiefs got stopped that many times in a row I mean right it's got to be few and far between yeah like and coming out in the second half I think the Chiefs went three and out right away and it was like all right like the yeah. Ravens might have an ability to kind of flip the script here and the just, Ravens went three and out too yeah <laughs> Then, like, just, like, I it just still it just blows my mind how, like, it feels like that coaching staff on the Ravens side just lost their minds in that game. They were always being outcoached the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I, like, I honestly don't even put it on the players. I just think that we've seen we've seen this from the Ravens in the playoffs so much of being, being outcoached. Like, they're a really good regular season coach team, and then they get to the playoffs, and they're a little over their skis. Yeah, I, I think that they think themselves into paralysis almost. Like they just said, oh, oh, we're so good at running the ball. The Chiefs aren't that great at defending the run. They know we're going to run it, so we have to pass it. It's like right. just do what yeah. got you there. And you say it, you know, you say it to little leaguers in baseball and, and you know, peewee football and all stuff. It's like just continue to do the things that have worked for you and have got you to this spot. Don't let the moment be too big for you. And like you said, the Ravens just, it seems like they crumble when the spotlight is on them and, you know, in, in huge clutch situations. And, then you have yeah. Lamar go out and win, you know, regular season MVP here or NFL MVP at the NFL honors last night. It's like, cool. <laughs> like, right. Good for you, dude. <laughs> like sick individual. Yeah, trophy. You're, you're now Aaron Rodgers. Okay. You, can, <laughs> right. you got a couple of trophies, <laughs> right. but like, you're not going to do anything in the couple, uh, playoffs. Couple sil- silver medals, right? Yeah. Like, just, <laughs> no one like doesn't matter in the grand scheme thing. Yeah, right. and, and he'll be one of those guys that, you know, let's say he continues on this track and doesn't and end up getting that Super Bowl. You'll hear about, well, is Lamar Jackson a Hall of Fame candidate? He has two MVPs yeah. already. Maybe he has three or four by the time he hangs them all up. 
it's like, well, that's why people put that Super Bowl in there is so important. Like, if you can't get your team over that final hurdle, were you that good? Are you that good? And I, right. I think Lamar is very good. I just don't know if he's got enough juice to get him there. And, and you yeah. can argue, oh, he doesn't have the talent around him and whatever. But winners get it done, you know. Pretty good defense. Brady, Brady's year, taking man. a bunch of bums to the Super Bowl. Mahomes this year, I mean, he's got Kelsey, but beyond that, he's going to take a lot of bums to the Super Bowl. But best defense that Mahomes has played with in years too. I took I took Peyton a while to get to that point too. Like I remember back in the day, it's like talk about how many first round exits Peyton had, yep. and then we don't really talk about that stuff anymore because he got the monkey off his back. And maybe exactly. we can see Lamar do that at some point too, but. As yeah, of for he, now, the story is Lamar is not a big game player. <laughs> That's right. what, you can, you kind of can't argue it. And it sucks because, like, I, again, I like Lamar, and it sucks yep. that the entire offseason narrative is going to be that beaten into our brains all over again. Lamar can't win in the big moment, and you're going to hear it on Sports Talk. And it'll, it'll be nonstop, and it's it's annoying to hear. You get, you get the same stories about Dak Prescott. You get the same yeah. stories about a lot of different quarterbacks that just haven't haven't done it yet. And they're not even – I mean, Lamar's young. And yeah. especially for a quarterback. He's got a lot of a lot of life left in him. But let's go back to KC and Sanford. And they're yeah. more interested to talk about Brock Purdy. <laughs> Ravens are done. They're out. Yeah. We don't need they're, to talk they're about them. Cooked. They're cooked. Well, go hang out with Edgar Allen's bowl. Oh. <laughs> uh do you want to get in some news before we get into the big game? There's just a few things. Yeah, yeah. Um for sure. You can take the first one, Dallas. Yeah, the first uh, piece of business is Dan Quinn being hired as the commander's head coach. Um, I think it's a great hire, honestly, for what that defense is. I know they hemorrhaged a couple pieces at the end of the year. Uh, I'm sure Dan Quinn would have loved to walk into a team with Chase Young and um, Montez Sweat. Sweat, But what can you do? Uh, I think he's a a guy that can get a lot out of the people that they do have. They still have a lot of talent on that side of the ball. And I think he's bringing in some some good pieces around him to help out everywhere else. I, I think he's a good coach. I think we've seen him take the Atlanta uh, Falcons team to, to new heights uh, when, when he was coaching on, on, um, on their behalf. I don't know what the, what the phrase I'm going for is there, but uh, I think he's, I think he's a good coach for a young team with a good defense. And if he can have the right offensive minds and personnel brought in around him that can kind of handle that side of the ball, mm. I think they could end up being okay. The uh, one funny like story of this head coach hire, like, did you guys see the Ben Johnson stuff with the, with Washington about Washington Mike came out and said that like they didn't like they kind of said that he was too expensive for them and then like backtracked it and said that they had enough money to pay him it was like it was really weird I mean Dan Quinn was obviously not their first option you know but it's not he's a good like he's a good hire right there's no problem hiring a Dan Quinn I like seeing uh head coaches but like boomerang head coaches head coaches that have had some success and then they go back to coordinating and they kind of get their bearings they because he has experience in the role, so he knows what it's going to take. And, like, this time he should be more prepared for it. Not, and, like like you said, like, you know, he brought that Falcons team to the Super Bowl. But Kyle Shanahan was also on that staff, had a lot to do with yeah. it too, right? Like, But sure. Dan Quinn is just – he's going to be a better head coach now than he was before. Like, experience matters. Like, in everything yep. that we do in life, like, the more experience you have, generally the better you're going to be at something. So, super good hire. Um, the Bannamy stuff is definitely weird. Like – so Bianami, so Bianami went to Washington to basically be the next head coach there. And then they had the ownership shift, right? Like that he came before Dan Snyder exited, right? Yeah, he was yeah, he was a Snyder hire. So like so like just like Bianami just like bad string of luck in becoming this head coach and like 
I mean, he's probably back in KC next year. Is he, is he on the sidelines this weekend? I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, honestly. I mean, one year in uh, Washington under Ron Rivera, and you assume as soon as Rivera got canned, it was going to be Biennemi, and then right. didn't happen. He didn't even get the interim gig. Right. And then he hits the bricks while you bring in Dan Quinn and Cliff Kingsbury to, to coach the offense now. So oh, what um, a bad hire. I don't see I'm not a huge Cliff Kingsbury guy, but if their goal is to somehow finagle their way into Caleb Williams and the two of them coalesce into some sort of whatever. But this is the exact same story that we heard about him and um, and Kyler, Kyler Murray. So, right. What do I I mean? Kyler Murray played fine under him. I mean, he had great fantasy years, but like the NFL wise, it wasn't that important. You know, it wasn't that substantial, significant. Like they won some games. They weren't that impressive, but. I don't and know. They I mean, each other. Right. And then and then it <laughs> yeah. all fell apart and fractured the relationship. And then Cliff Kingsbury gets shot out of town. And then Kyler Murray is, you know, battling back from injury still. I guess it's kind of hard to get a read on where he stands, if he's back or not. But if that's going to be the Caleb Williams arc, I don't love that necessarily. Mm-hmm. And I certainly don't love putting Caleb Williams on a Washington team that doesn't have a clear direction of what they want to do offensively anyways. And if they're going right. to go with this Cliff Kingsbury air raid, maybe they can still do that with the talent they have between McLaren Dotson, um, right. that other kid that I can't think of his name right now. I mean, they have some talent on the offense. Samuel. Yes. Yeah, Curtis Samuel, that kid, he's yeah. the 35 year old kid. Yeah. yeah he's if he's not going to retire this year. Yeah. Hey, if you're coming into 2024 with a rate offense, you're about six years behind the ball, but <laughs> yeah, that's right. just my point of view. <laughs> yeah. You'll be, you're behind the ball. <laughs> Four years ago, like, <laughs> right. it, it, yeah, it didn't work then. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. probably not going to work now. And that's when they had uh, Christian Kirk and uh, Rondell a whole host of wide receivers. Well, yeah, Rondell Moore. Moore Arizona had two other guys Hopkins, there. Hopkins, and the other guy. Yeah. Oh, the other dude. One. Yeah. Uh, either way, that guy. They were yeah. good. Yeah, I mean, uh, the enemy. I agree. He should have been the next head coach. I think that was the thought process, but. But Gerard Mayo put it. Make sure that's in your contract. Like sign that contract with it in. And, and I think that's when I was like, "Oh, duh! I'm going to be the next head coach." Like I brought KC to the Super Bowl, not him, but helped a lot. And now it's like shit. Like he's yeah. stuck there in a shit team as an OC. But I think Derek Spratt, like n- next year, go back to KC. It yeah. is concerning to see his success if it is just strictly tied to KC, though, because then you start to think, well, is Biennemi really the mind and genius that we think he is, or is it Mahomes and Andy Reid and, and the pieces around him? Because he goes over to Washington, and they had some decent yeah. pieces there. The quarterback is obviously lacking yeah. with Sam Howell, but go ahead. The passing Sorry, game Doug. was good. The passing game was yeah. good. I mean, right? Sam Howell so... led the league for the first, like, 11 weeks in right. passing yards. So, I mean, the passing game did work. Like, it was inconsistent, but it right. worked. Well, eleven weeks and then fell apart, though. Right, but yeah. I'm saying <laughs> right. it was a great start. Worked, like he was worked yeah, for a bit, and then, then he got benched. Why, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, oh wait, so, was, so maybe yeah. he is that good. He made Sam Howell look like a legit quarterback <laughs> in the league for eleven weeks. Yeah, like, I guess you, it's two sides. That's hard of, to do. Of a different or two sides of the same coin, but it, it's it'll be interesting if he if he goes back to KC has immediate success. Does he go then again to another OC role somewhere else? Does he get a head coach? So Josh or, McDaniels all over again. Oh, there's, much there, like there's your danger KC. comparison. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yep. Um, I don't I don't know. It's very interesting. You know what else is interesting? This is not on our notes, is that Bill O'Brien is out at uh, Ohio State already. BC. I did not see that. What? Yeah, <laughs> so, college head coach. 
Yeah, he's now the BC head coach. He was there for three weeks in Ohio State. Uh, we see and, uh, with, a, with a head coaching gig. I think it would have been a shame that if he wasn't, if he was going back, going back to college, like he should yeah. have got a head coaching gig. But like yeah. I like, I like Bob, but like uh, this year was really rough. Yeah, <laughs> so, I agree. Yeah, I was like, all right, that's enough this. Bob for me for a while. Yeah, it and just then, was. Uh, real- it was very funny to like just like how so much last year in as New England fans we talked so much about Matt Patricia and we just did not harp on the fact that Bill O'Brien was a bad offensive coordinator all year. He was bad. Yeah. He like, was bad. We're, we're yeah, we made me worse. Rather Patricia, <laughs> yeah, of course he was worse. You serious? <laughs> like it, it was just abysmal. No, yeah. not not fun to watch. And then uh, Chip Kelly is going to Ohio State now as OC. Okay, beautiful. Mm. Not right. that anybody cares, but it's. It's interesting. Yeah, that was a fun year with the Eagles like 20 years ago. <laughs> Dream team. Not Dream one, team, one not two, not three. Vince <laughs> Young retired two years later. <laughs> yeah. Dude, we got awesome while we're set for life. <laughs> we're retired sad, a year later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um uh last bit, bit of news uh for Pats fans, Dante Hightower. Linebacker coach for the New England Patriots. Um, Dow, I think you said he didn't have any coaching experience. I he, he's couldn't been find out for any. the last two years though. So like, if he did, it, it's his yeah, it's son's, negligible. Yeah, he's coaching son's team. Yeah. He's yeah. a Derek. Derek just lines. Derek just beat him in the, uh, in the <laughs> yeah. New England State or whatever Massachusetts <laughs> State Finals. But no, I mean, it's I think it's a cool hire. I think him and um, him and Mayo obviously have a history and a past together. Uh, Dante Hightower, smart, always a smart guy, always an intelligent defender, was the green dot under Belichick, under Flores, yeah. under a variety of different DCs, played with a lot of talent. Um, you know, I think we talked about earlier, Scott, you kind of mentioned the, the league kind of passed his, his, you know, his body type and his style by, you know, yeah. as, as you got those faster and quicker linebackers, 6'3", 260 didn't really fit. So he became an edge rusher. I think he yeah. has some, some uh, versatility there. I think he'll bring a good, uh, different perspective to the, to the defense here. And I think it's, it's a linebacker coach, you know, it's important and it has its value, but he still works under the auspices of the DC and under, you know, in, in uh, cohesion with the defensive backs who I think they're keeping the same guy on who's been there for a while. So I think you've got yeah. a lot of, um, a lot of upside to a hire like this and hopefully, you know, he can stack a couple of good seasons and maybe he'll go on to bigger and better things. But I like the hire personally, and it's cool. Always, always to get like a legacy guy like that, you know, a lifelong Patriot comes back and plays, uh, or now coached for the team. Yeah, good culture guy, right? Like, yeah, it's tone setting. Like, I think that, like, especially filling filling the coaching ranks kind of with expats that had, you know, success and see and understand what success is, has playoff experience. Like, all of that, I think, can really help mold coaching. You know, like, if you've played in big games and understand what it takes and you've learned from Tom Brady, right? Like, Tom Brady was the leader of that team, so... Like they learned leadership and poise and, you know, team building from this past organization. I think like we have, we're going to have a rough go for a few years, but at least we're putting in some building bones that feel pretty strong. Yeah. And when you lose a guy like Belichick and all of that, like experience and and the clout that he brings around, it's kind of cool to have a handful of guys who played for him directly to keep that kind of culture there. If that's mm. what you want. I mean, there will be tweaks to it. I mean, Mayo was very, very clear about tweaking yeah. uh, the, the the culture that was left behind. But uh, I think, you know, there is a lot of positive stuff they'll they'll hang on to. And I think a lot of the guys that played for Belichick do like him a lot. So you'll get, you know, a hybrid model, which yeah. is typically the best way to do things. Take it's going to be good and weird when he's bad. like 
coaching guys that are pro- like if you guys might be older than him. Like if there's like guys yeah. on, like the back of an, of their careers with us, yeah. Like I don't even listen to this guy. Like I'm, I tell like, thirty three. He's our age. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So it's like it depends. Like I'm not gonna listen to this guy, but I'm thinking of our linebackers, and I don't know if anyone you know that's that good in our team is older than him. I don't think no. so. Juwan Bentley is probably like twenty eight. Yeah, I, I think. Guess. Yeah. yeah, and he sucks. Oh, like, so like, there's that. Then Hightower <laughs> and Mayo can just like wear their Super Bowl rings and practice one day and slap right. people around with them. Whoops, my cog <laughs> ring <laughs> fell off. <laughs> I mean, so, I think both, so I think the, both those guys might be able to put the pads on still if they really need to. Oh yeah. And again, they can bring Vrabel in. He'll that guy can still put the pads on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they just want Hightower to come in and hold bags and hit the hit the <laughs> rookies around. You know. <laughs> hey, by all means. Toughen this team up a bit. We're not going to be good. We are going to be tough. <laughs> so we're going to suck. Yeah. When you play the mean machine, he will know you're in a fight. And then um, the last piece of news for the Pats, uh, GM Elliot Wolf is appointed as well. Uh, expected to be the director of personnel making the final decisions with Mayo, but it sounds like it's him um, with the final call. At the end of the yeah, day. What I read was they would work in concert, but it's his call ultimately. So it's gonna be fine. Um, you until... gotta you gotta assume Mayo signed off on something like that with you know in conversations with Bob Kraft. Like he wouldn't get himself into a role where he had no input and no say. Like the huge the big part of his speech when he was uh introduced as head coach was like working together for a common goal. Like if right. he brings in a guy who's like, I'm gonna do whatever I want, it kind of flies directly in the face of that. So yeah. I, I assume he was involved in the decision heavily. As, as Pats fans, I think we're just happy to know that it's not the Crafts making calls on personnel. Like, that was a really big worry for me is that, like, if Jonathan Kraft was going to come over really and take over for Bob, like, like maybe he wants to insert himself in some of the draft stuff. And, like, yeah. all he knows is the football that he knows in New England. Like, it's not, like, you can't. Like, I, there's very few teams that have success when the owner meddles in with drafting and personnel decisions. Like, so I'm just very happy to see that we're bringing in personnel guys to be kind of that guiding light on how we build this roster to kind of get back some some work, some success. Yeah, million percent agree. I was I was happy to hear it wasn't Jonathan Graff, which was my big fear. Mm-hmm. Big fear, right? And who knows? He could have been fine, but I I had I had no. I want to roll those dice. Yeah, yeah. I want to roll yeah. those dice. Yeah. <laughs> Again, you have a big draft this year, and Huge. if you don't have the the right picks made and I now I'm hearing that they're gonna take a tackle uh at at three, which is okay, I get it. You like a lot of good teams, you, you know, you shore up that offensive line, you start there and you build out. Like I get it. It's not a sexy pick, but I get it. Um it'll be interesting to see what their actual plan is though, if that if that is the real direction they go. Yeah. Oh, and that that not also not on the dock about another thing that Pat's fans will be happy about is Steve Belichick accepted a job at in Washington, so we yep. don't have crazy eyes like Lipper with <laughs> Lipper on on the sideline. I saw Poor a dude. thing the other day that said this guy looks like the poster child for Zins. Zin, <laughs> yeah, so it's so true too. I love that one. Yeah, um, sign me up. Isn't his maybe, other son with the Pat still though? Yeah, I don't know Brian or Brian. something. Yeah, I yeah, think he's he the DB the, or the DB uh, DB coach. Mm-hmm. So we still have some blood back in the yeah. team, which is, I mean, Whatever. It's indicative not that it may have been an amicable break, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
if your like, dad got shit canned, like you would probably leave too. That or they just hired him based on the merit and not on the name. You know, like that's the most ideal, right? Yeah, like, right. We all like we're all middle class guys. We hate Nepo babies, right? And like that was like a thing that like we didn't like we didn't like about seeing Bill's family in the organization because it felt like like nepotism, you know. Like yep. and, and we we we're outside of it. We don't know, right? They could have been great coaches. They could have been net positives, but. The right. look from the sideline, the optics of it are really poor. Especially when your kid literally looks like that. Like a <laughs> <laughs> like mouth breather. You cannot trust a mouth breather. No. <laughs> Just can't do it. I have friends that do it. I don't trust them. I, I like them. them. I don't trust them. <laughs> All right. Let's go to the, the big part of this. Super Bowl 58. Chiefs, San Fran. Uh, Chiefs are wearing red. Taylor Swift. It's a Taylor Swift album, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, San Fran is wearing white. Not a Taylor Swift album. Beatles. No. Beatles. Beatles. Oh. Beatles um, versus Swift for the greatest artist of all time. Honestly, <laughs> it, it, it's 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 got to be right. It's got to be. It's more important than football. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but besides the jersey colors, I'm very excited for this game. Um. We'll get into the halftime show at some point with uh, Cheryl. I'll probably talk about a half hour on that. But yeah, um, yeah I'm going to Derek's house on Sunday. I'm pretty pumped. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. We're going to put some bats in. We'll have some fun with it. Yeah, we're, we'll, we'll all toss in like one crazy parlay that we all have to do and yeah, waste m- money on. <laughs> like, you have, <laughs> like, to, have like, to do it for 100 bucks. We said we knew we're gonna do like a whiteboard, like Charlie Kelly, like <laughs> Sylvia, just like well, if you weren't here, you weren't here, like I can't miss this, you know. It's like Ch didn't get twenty yards. Fuck. Oh yeah, that's you gonna know kill me. You're gonna have a Ch leg. Absolutely, absolutely. Kills That's every year. Ch is he's the leg on the parlay on every single parlay. It's like Ch is gonna hit, so it's gonna you yeah. gotta we'll charge your parlays yeah. with Ch. This ten dollar parlay wins me four hundred bucks. Tossing <laughs> Ch oh fourteen hundred. Oh, all right, okay. <laughs> Whatever the Ch uh, Super Bowl MVP odds. So, so we should take a look oh. at that at some point. Imagine forty thousand maybe. Oh. Pacheco goes down in the first quarter, and Scotty's just frigging at attention. <laughs> yeah. If that happens, why are, you, why are you so happy? I bet CH Super Bowl MVP for a thousand bucks. If that happens, Casey loses. <laughs> Let, let's, let's all be honest there. Oh, man. My voice fat now. Um. All right. So we'll get into first the spread. San Fran is favored by two. Um. Yeah. It's it's kind of fluctuated the last two weeks, but I think the last at least four or five days it's been like pretty much at two. Every time I look, at one point it was. Mo- it was like a coin flip. I think it was like they were favored by one, but the think, money line was op- exact same. It opened at San Fran two and a half. It did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Two and a half. So like money's got pretty even lines, not really moving. Right. It's all it's fluctuating inside of it. Like um, I would love, I would love to see. I don't know if you guys know like where the um, public money is on, on the Super Bowl, but I assume that a lot of it's on Casey right now. That's where we need Jeff. Mm. Yeah, Jeff would know off the top of his head because I got forty grand on the game. If but... Casey goes like plus one point five, then it, I think it, it's, it would be that that they want right. people to even get true. even more on that. So, 
And I mean, it's been set at two for the last couple of days. So I you got seventy seven percent of bets placed in favor of Casey. Yeah, that's that's pretty heavy, and the line's still not moving. Yeah, yeah. The thing for me though is like if I'm going to take San Fran minus two, like I might even move that line just to like minus two and a half anyways, because they're probably going to win by a field goal. So like I wouldn't expect them to win by one. Right. I don't know. I don't know. But I, like, like, he, it right, probably doesn't like, move the needle a ton, but like just juice it a little. It's a few bucks, a few shekels. Right. Yeah. And if yeah, I'm going to take KC plus two, I'm probably just going to take KC money line. What because... what side what side would you be on this? That was... I'll take. I'm just going to take San Fran. Um, I might even just go a little psycho on it and like juice that line to like minus five and expect them yeah. to win by a touchdown, maybe yeah. two field goals. Um, I don't really think. <sighs> I don't know what to say exactly how I feel, but I think KC either wins this game in an absolute blowout or San Fran wins it in not a blowout, but like a handful of points. I don't expect it to be a super close game. I don't expect it to come down to a field goal. I just think it's going to be one way or another that one team's going to have a decided victory. I don't know why I have that feeling. I just, it's something in the pit of my stomach is telling me that. Mm. I think the, the way that I see it, if it is ends up being a close and being inside this three point line, like it's because Patrick Mahomes gets the ball last in this game, and that's like, I just like I think it's like Mahomes has hit that Brady level of like, don't bet against this this dude, like mm-hmm. just can't. Yeah, like I'll be rooting for San Fran, but I will be betting on Casey this weekend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. There's like there's something to be said too. Like if if the Chiefs are down like three, and Pat Mahomes gets the ball at the end. I don't think they pull up and kick a field goal. I think they say, Pat, go win us this game. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's very like this could be the deciding factor of a dynasty for Pat Mahomes and yada, yada. Like, I think it already exists. Like, I think the Chiefs have been consistently performing enough at such a high level for so long now that, like, sure, winning a Super Bowl is great, but how many Super Bowls did Tom Brady go to and not win? Like, we don't tarnish his legacy because he went to Super Bowls and didn't win them. We just say, yeah, it sucked. He probably could have had a couple more. And that's probably what you say if Pat Mahomes gets – or, you know, Andy Reid puts the ball in Pat Mahomes' hand and says, go win me a game. You have the whole drive. You have the length of the field to go. We're not kicking a field goal. Even if they're, you know, down you – know, I guess if they're down two, they would definitely kick a field goal and win the fucking game. That would be stupid. But if they're down <laughs> three, they might just say, go win the game. We're not going to OT. Yeah. Yeah, Especially I mean, depending on how the game the, the games flowed at that point, you know, if they're running up and down the field and it's a it's a uh, track meet, then yeah, win it in regulation because OT is a, a guessing game, right? But so I mean, this year is the first year of playoffs where we have guaranteed touch of uh, yeah. the football in OT too. So like, I mean, it hasn't factored in any game yet or any game decisions. I think like. It will be that will be very interesting to see if like coaches make mistakes thinking like oh we can both touch a football in overtime instead of going and winning a football game, like yeah, it's like you got to feel the momentum. You have to have the understanding of the game that you're in to make those calls. And like you look like a hero when you make them right, and you look like <laughs> an asshole when you get them wrong. You look <laughs> like exactly. Dan Dan Campbell when you get them wrong. It's like what yeah. it is. And exactly. like the simplest thing to say too, and I think in really any football game is. Whoever comes up with a big turnover is going to win this game. I think that's kind of true in like football in general. But yeah. 
one turnover here could end up being the backbreaker that just absolutely ends your shot. You know, if you one team can go up by two scores, it's going to be tough, I think, for either of these guys to close um, to close a big gap just because of who they are and, and what we've seen them already do and already overcome. Like San Fran maybe is has the confidence to try to battle back after what they just did to Detroit, but Detroit ain't KC. Like they might even have a better defense on paper. I don't care. Like KC is just better. They're like they've been better. in the moment. They're coached yeah. well. Like, not that Dan Campbell isn't a good coach and didn't do a, a great things with his team and get so much out of them, but Andy Reid doesn't, you know, it's fear these moments. Yeah, yeah. And like you, like Spags you said, is... oh, Spags too. Yeah, I mean, like you said earlier, the experience is important, and the two of those guys have more experience than yeah, most yeah. coaching staffs combined in the league. Uh, Spags also graduated from Grafton High School. I, oh. I, I, that was a little nugget I found Ooh, uh, when, when I was when I was uh, researching him. But I think like one of the I think one of the huge keys to this game is if if San Fran or Casey can get to manageable third downs. Like I think like even small factors like that are going to really factor in. Is like can you get into pass obvious situations where you can dial up the blitz and dial up the pass rush on either side of this football? I think it's like gonna be really important. It's like if you can have manageable third downs, like third and fours versus third and sevens, like that, like even that, like I think this game's at a knife's edge. So like like getting to manageable third downs, I think is important. Game flow is going to be really important. I think we're going to see long methodical drives by both teams in this game. So it's like time possession, manageable third downs. And I don't like if there is a bet of zero turnovers, like I would bet that this week because I think both these teams want this one so bad and they're so well coached. Yeah, and and I mean, you saw a big, not drop off, but from from Casey's perspective, when you saw Charles O'Menahue go out with that torn ACL, you saw a drop off in the pressure they were getting on Lamar, and then on the flip side, you saw what Brock Purdy did with his legs against Detroit down the stretch yeah. when they needed him to. Um, I, I mean, I, sixty <laughs> yards, sixty yards. Yeah, and now now Brock's not Lamar, but if they're gonna have a similar kind of setup where he's gonna take off and run when they give it to him, and they're KC's short alignment that they've used all year to great effect. I mean, many who had a very solid year for KC. Yeah. Now they have Carl Laftis who can sub in and, and other guys that they rotated and out. But like, I think that's kind of like an under under the radar sort of impact move there that that is going to lean in in San Fran's favor. Um, yeah. Now, how much is it going to matter? I'm not really sure. But you've seen Pat Mahomes with again not the fastest guy in the world, but decent enough legs do a ton of damage on those third down situations just to pick up a first and keep a drive alive. It's going to be the two of them playing that, that role, that same take it. If they give it to you, don't make a mistake, take what's there. Not too much. Don't dive for a touchdown like uh Zay right. flowers and, uh, <laughs> and it'll all be all right. Yeah. You know? Right. So I don't know. I, I think it's going to be a great game. The The spreads are difficult. I probably just end up betting both teams money line. Uh, well, I mean, I might juice San Fran a little, but if I'm betting Casey, I'm betting the money line because I don't think it's going to be, I don't think they're going to be within two points. I don't like, they're not going to lose a game 2017. I just don't see that happening or 2018. I guess you'd have to have, so they'll figure it out. They'll go for it. Yeah. Uh, the also, over- I have, uh, I have six and eight for my squares and, I need. I, I don't know how the fuck. Yeah, I don't know what my squares. I can are. check mine. Call. Yeah, I only have one this year, but one big one. So I have two twenty dollars ones, but I have never won. 
We pay score changes though, so if I get like six and then a seven for the extra point, then oh, six, so six would pay out. There's like a bunch of oh, payouts. that's cool. Mm. That is pretty it's cool. a thousand dollar square though. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> yeah, good for me until I get zero dollars. Exactly. I think you just burn a thousand bucks. You could have paid for anything. But, your hey. your league dues next season in fantasy. But that's already paid. That, that's Dickie. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, that that feeling though of like being on the knife's edge of a big bet like that is oh. is a feeling. It's really hard to it's hard to comprehend if you've never felt it before. But dude, I really missed fun. it. Was the Bengals Super Bowl? I think it was what two, that was two years ago. I had uh, what I forget. I can't remember what it was exactly. But Joe Mixon dropped the ball, stopped the clock on a third down, stopped the clock. The Bengals kick a field goal in the first quarter to end the first quarter, add three points. If they didn't kick that field goal, so if Joe Mixon would have just caught the ball and the clock would have kept running, the quarter would have expired. I would have won, like, whatever. It's like 12 grand or 10 grand or something like that. And I missed <laughs> it because Joe Mixon can't fucking catch. And never I really, never, I really never forgot about it. I'm yeah, yeah. Never him. Him again. <laughs> He's done great things for me. He's won me championships since then, but I'll always remember that I hate him. He has not, he <laughs> yeah. has not won you $12,000. Right. He Pam is one of my dearest <laughs> friends, but... She looked at me the wrong way when we first met, and I will never forget it. <laughs> uh, um, the over-under is 47.5. That hasn't changed in a while. Um, again, you want the over, you want big scoring, but two good defenses in their own minds, like Casey's secondary is great. San Fran's front is great. So stars, it's I don't know, stars it's, all over the place, right? Like, I mean, just we, a lot of good players. We saw it last year, though, like the Eagles' defense was one of the best in the league, and we yeah. saw a really high-scoring game. Yeah. Um. Well, I think what was the score? Definitely over sixty points, right? And yeah, it was over sixty. It definitely thirty-four, thirty-one, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but unders this year have been hitting. I'll I'll be hitting under on this yeah. for sure. Unders have been yeah. the the hot, uh, hot commodity this year. So I'll be ripping. I, and I think it's like with, with the under, it's like no matter who you think will win the game or whatever spread you take, it just add the under to it. I think it just makes the most sense in the bed. It's like pick your winner, then add the under to it because like there's it just 47 and a half doesn't sound like a ton, but like in a Super Bowl, in a game where I think the clock's going to be running a lot, there's going to be taking the underneath yeah. stuff. Like you were saying, these yeah, teams like, are going to burn the clock. Yeah. Like they're gonna take what's given to them, which means that they're throwing it shorter towards the middle yeah. of the field, right? Like no explosives, right? It's gonna be like I guarantee on both of their whiteboards in both locker rooms all week was limit explosives. Like do like not this, let them make big plays. Like minus the halftime show, this could be like a two-hour, thirty-five-minute game. <laughs> like Usher ruins everything, Ben. <laughs> But like CMC should be heavily involved. Like you expect right. to see him running the ball against one of the league's, you know, not bottom tier, but lesser run run defenses. Well, like very bad. And like yeah. include him in your plan. Don't Ravens it up. Like just right. Use your star and yeah. If he's if he doesn't touch the ball twenty plus times, that's a they huge mistake. Yeah. Yeah. What so, was the, the the prop bet for him? I think you have it in here. Yeah. CMC thirty rush thirty yards, yards in each half. half. I would expect that okay. to hit. And his over under for total yards is like a one twenty eight or is like one twenty nine for total yards, ninety for rushing, and I'm taking right. over for ninety. Yeah, because I mean, again, if you think San Fran's gonna win the game, he's got to be involved. He he's got to be like, 
if you think San Fran is going to win, do 90 plus bet two touchdowns for CMC. Like that's how they win. Right. Yep. In my mind. Um, yeah. It's I mean, much harder to predict the other guys. Like is Kittle, Ayuk, Debo, which one of them is going to score a touchdown? I don't know. What I do yeah. know is CMC is on the hook probably for two touchdowns in every well, San Fran win. CMC's uh, any TD bet is like minus one, uh, minus 250. So it's like, like you, <laughs> Why you, talk, bet it? <laughs> you toss it into a parlay. It's like, that doesn't really change that much. I might as well have him have two. Like, yeah, right. I might even do one. He's like CMC two, Kelsey two. Like, and the if, thing if, is, if, if, a... if you're betting CMC to score two touchdowns, and you think San Fran is going to win. Then you might as well add CMC as your MVP okay. as well. Because if you have two right. touchdowns, it's a pretty good chance yeah. you're going to have that. Yeah. Toss on the whiteboard, Derek. Just keep tossing, yeah, tossing on the way. And then, obviously, if all that's going to happen, he's going <laughs> to catch a hundred balls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to get into the minor line. It's Casey plus a hundred, San Fran minus one twenty. Um, makes sense that because you know, San Fran is favored. I did get Casey at plus one forty when it came out. Damn, um, that's good. That's a good bet. <laughs> Jeff got Casey at like well, he did a bet of, of if uh, Casey to win plus 2.5. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the alternate um, spread. So yeah. um, I think that it was like plus 280 or something like that, 260. That's a good bet. So, um, Do you see some of the sports points. alternative lines that were like combined points in this game to be less points than Jimmy Butler scores on Sunday or something like that? That's uh, where it gets dangerous. That's where it gets yeah. too I like, I can't, yeah. I can't even follow like all the things. Cause then it's oh shit I hit all these things how about that we is, do oh but like a hurt the tr- yeah but like a hurt in the first quarter <laughs> true degenerates absolute right. degenerate bet right there oh yeah. no it's it's one of those like you go in DK sportsbook and it's one of those things that just pops up it's like oh yeah. I don't know the NBA but might as well toss it on it's like oh I that's a guarantee Give oh, me seriously Give if me there's money. like a tile at the top of DraftKings I'm not betting it because it's a scam yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> it's a, so they're gonna take my money. It's like they're not putting their best bets out there. Come on. Right? Guys, yep. right? It's an easy win. <laughs> yeah, this is free money. Like, go ahead, bet it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Getting to injuries before we get into in some bets and just some more talk. Sky Moore is clear to return. Has, oh. had a, has not had a great year, but. Just have great, a body, though. Great. Uh, better than season. Nicole Hardman. Punt returns, right? Get Michael yeah. Harmon off the goddamn field, dude. What a um, liability! I mean, Kadarius Tony, but Kadarius Tony, I I don't know if he's playing or not. If he's if he's not, it's just a personal, not personal thing. That they just don't want him to play. Which I I think if he d- doesn't play, you can kind of like, you know, stop holding your breath. Like you're scared. Like Dallas or Derek said. If I want to bet no turnovers, you're hoping Kadarius Tony does not play this game. <laughs> yeah. like, like that that line's gonna yeah. change like dramatically if that's the case. If the if the Chiefs coaching staff was really serious about winning this game, they would frame him for some sort of crime to get him held for 48 <laughs> hours during the Super Bowl. Like absolutely not. Oh, it's in Vegas. We're we got yeah. it. Oh, it's easy. way too easy. Yeah, I don't but know how much that guy's drunk over there. Yeah, <laughs> they just need to ready. call yeah. the police to wherever he is, yeah. and he's probably doing something stupid. <laughs> well, let's have Kamar come down, take him out, <laughs> go to a nightclub. We're golden, man. We're fucking golden. Um, uh, huge news. Joe Tony is still ruled out. Fully out. Yeah. Um, that is huge. It didn't 
I mean, I wouldn't say it didn't matter too much last game. Apparently it did because Baltimore stopped them so many times. Right. Um, but again, it's Pat Mahomes, but with a guy like that, um, for the last couple of years, it's been so good for that. That line is, is a huge miss. Um, McKinnon is questionable. Um, I really thought he was going to play. All but... I've heard is he's, it, it, it would be a shock if he plays, if he plays, he would, yeah. he would be the third back, which means like if he plays, he's pretty much a guy. If, CH or Pacheco Pacheco goes down. Yeah, Um, like an emergency. (laughs) He's dressed as the emergency. Yeah, well, it's it's like, like, do we want a 50% McKinnon or a full uh, 100% LaMichael P. Ryan? Probably 50% McKinnon. God forbid. So, um, (laughs) yeah, I I was hoping he would play because, like, that would be a fun, like, anytime TD kind of guy by the red zone. But, and he was wicked good last year in the playoffs. Like he's phenomenal. He was really, he was really important to the Chiefs' offensive run last year. Like, yeah, and like he's just a guy. I think it's pretty easy to root for. So I was kind of hoping that he'd get back and get a few snaps in the Super Bowl and see the field again. But that's that's crazy. Uh, like that he's been out like the whole year. But good for him for working to try to get back for the biggest game of the year. You know, good for him. Yeah. Um. So some bets, these are some prop bets that DK had. I don't know if it's still out there, but we talked about the CMC 30 yards each half. Another yeah, one was cool, cool bet. Good bet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pacheco and Ayuk over 50 total yards for the entire game. I took that one. Is that each? I was yeah. Each. Yeah. I, I, which I think, you know. It, yeah, I'd agree. Still, I think that's a smart bet. Until Ayuk gets 49 and then it's like <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> um again dk is like telling me not to do it or tell me t- t- to do it so i waste the money that is one of those like the the, the matches we haven't really talked about is the um casey defensive backs versus the niners wide receivers slash all pass catchers like that yeah. could be one of the deciding factors in this game mm-hmm. and yeah. if they can lock up Ayuk, uh kittle debo is going to be all over the place i think debo always gets his and that's probably why he's not on the prop bet um i that's one of the key matchups really so do you think like uh do you think casey comes out and runs more heavy man or more heavy zone this week because they they they're like one of the teams that's like heavy in man and heavy in zone which is like that that's like one of the cool things about when you watch casey is like what they like what they're able to do to rotate their guys and get out of man and get in the zone inside pre-snap stuff is like really really cool like and like uh, one of the things I was listening to today is like the splits on the uh, wide receivers for uh, San Fran is like Debo has like three yards per route run against zone and like one and a half against man. Like when it's man, that's like when it goes to Ayuk. And then when it's a blitz is when it goes to Kettle. And it's like this weird rotation that San Fran does like in them. And like, I just like, I'm going to be really, really heavily invested in watching very closely into what Spags rolls out for uh, for the defense against the San Fran offense. And, like, I don't know, got, got into my head, like, who has more receiving yards, Kittle, Ayuk, or Debo is, like, really, really tough. My heart always says Debo, though. It's brutal. <laughs> I would yeah, say my heart Debo. would say Debo as well. But, like, for them, I think that you have so much talent, and it is interesting to know that Debo is getting – uh, separation like that but I think you have so much talent if you sit in the zone 
they can pick you apart underneath so well with Ayuk and even even Kittle for for that uh, for that mm-hmm. regard. But CMC too. Yeah, I, I, you would have, right. you'd imagine that in man you have these these tight matchups, but I think that you have enough pass rush usually to get home that the the, the man coverage can hold up long enough that it's okay. But you again losing Omenahue loses you a pass rusher, which kind of right. hurts you. Um, but you know you've seen Spags show the propensity to do things that he hasn't done all season in the playoffs. Like last week, he blitzed more in that game against Lamar than he blitzed the entire season at any other point. Entire so season, right? It, it's definitely something that he's. I mean, I know that if we're thinking about it, he's thinking about it. He's already thought of it. He's got a right. plan. I don't know what it is. I I think that they would probably want to sit in zone and say like. Let's make Brock Purdy make some throws and beat us into some you know tight windows, tight coverage. Hopefully, he makes a mistake. But yep. Brock Purdy's been damn solid. I mean, he's a student of the game. He yeah. looks confident out there. I think he can read his own defense as good as anybody else in the league. So maybe man's the way to go. I I, I don't know. I would expect it to be yeah. zone primarily, but oh, it's gonna be over the place. Yeah, but here I'm shrugging to come, for the, for the come listeners. Out of the game, I I would say man, but again, like. like they done a fine job reading it too, and if they switch, it's fine. Like 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 they've done it all year, but I like a Yuki's just a guy start. that I know can I read know. his own and go sit in a soft spot and say, "Give me the ball right here." He knows where to be. Kittle, same thing. Oh, and I mean, both receivers after the catch, yeah, absolutely phenomenal too. So if the, if you get right. some kind of space and you hit one of those guys, they could, each guy, especially Debo, could take it to the house. Right. And like another really cool thing about this matchup to watch this week is like because like you're saying, like the San Fran's so good after the catch, every single one of them, every player on that offense is and the Chiefs are wicked good at tackling. Like so like if you go back and you watch the game against the Ravens, one thing you notice is that like every tackle that Casey makes is like first contact tackles like Mm -hmm. they're just so good and sound tackling, you know, and it's like like I, I, I just think like I think that. San Fran is also like Casey's a bad matchup for San Fran for a lot of different reasons. But I think seeing what Casey comes out in their defensive front is or their defensive looks, is, especially in those like intermediate third downs, like see if they go and they run man and they send pressure and they blitz what's pretty like and pretty's been really good against splits this year. <laughs> like, like I, I think it's going to be like I'm just really stoked for this game. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think too. Like, we talked about. Even like two weeks ago, and like all playoffs, like someone needs to teach these players how to tackle. Oh my like, god! Oh. NFL tackling is was like it a, De- Detroit that were just bouncing off these yeah. uh, CMC and Ayuk? Like yeah. a, Ayuk's touchdown shouldn't have been a touchdown. Like right. looking like j- these guys hit and they think they're going to go down. Like all these okay. guys are built to to like withstand these fucking hits like right just wrap these guys up like or at least slow them down by grabbing them if you hit them full force yeah sure sometimes but like these guys are as big as you now like just wrap them up slow them down you don't get them let the safety come in and help you like yeah right. i saw ray lewis losing his mind uh during the eagles game when they were just couldn't make a single tackle at eagles, any point right. oh, yeah. the eagles. and, and oh ray, ray lewis is going like, he's like, like, this guy's not even running. Mike <laughs> right. Evans was like, oh shit, like, yeah, all right. <laughs> oh my god, Mike Evans, yeah, like the Mike Evans, four, two, oh my god. like yeah. up, he's not the man. fastest guy. His yeah. thing is a possession receiver. Like right. that guy should not be scoring on you. <laughs> he's he's not a deep threat guy. He's not diva. Like, right. get the guy on the ground. What are you doing? 
I, I don't know if there's been an offensive collective weapons like San Fran that has better contact balance that I've seen collectively for a team. Like CMC is able to get hit and be completely sideways and his legs just keep going forward. Debo, yep. same thing, right? Like when Debo gets hurt, it's because there's four guys tackling him. Mm-hmm. Because one's not enough. <laughs> so oh, I think yeah. like like another like weird Derek thing that I'm going to be looking at this game is just to see what the tackling is from KC because they, they are really, really good at sound fundamental wrapping up and tackling. And San Fran is so hard to take down in so many spots. Sorry, I know like, we're on bets, but I had to, you know, get the oh, no. I mean, like, at, at some point, right? <laughs> at this point, now, we just kind of talk about it. Like, it's fun. I'm, just, yeah. I'm hip drop tackling every single one of them and hoping for an injury. <laughs> like, <laughs> make this a little bit easier getting, on us. It's getting dirty. I love yeah. it. <laughs> Why not? Gator roll, little ankle twist like, on the way out. Like, and, uh, do anything you can. Just ding them up. They got a whole offseason to recover. To quote the water boy, man, last game of the season, can't hold anything back now. So <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, so the other day, Derek was testing us like all right i'm gonna make taquitos or this or this I'm like dude make wh- whatever you want tell me what to bring and he's like do you guys want true house i'm like well yeah but like only if you have time to go he's like last game of the season man can't hold anything back i'm like all right <laughs> tell me what else a tree house i went i went i went today you did okay <laughs> oh, awesome don't drink don't, don't drink them all, them all uh all right no <laughs> promises okay no promises. Last, last game of the season Kale, <laughs> <laughs> last you're podcast gonna, of the season you don't lay back yeah you're gonna show up to uh to Derek's house on sunday and he's gonna be shattered <laughs> don't know anything back man i brought like, no beer you promised oh wait you drank all of the king uh, julius's I, 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 if I am cook, I am cooking naked in apron, so I think that makes up for it. You know what? That is the uh, correct exchange rate. That is, yeah. So I can still have those beers. Yeah, okay, that's fair. So still your your hairless asshole for five hours. Yeah, this is a this is an audio pod, like medium, but like for visual, like guys. Pretty hairless dude here over here. 30, 34 year old hairless dude. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, like our our fantasy weekend last week. Oh, let's all grow like our facial hair out and shave it to have like creepy can't because um, it could because it was sicko de mayo. We're like, oh, let's do like, like stashes. Yeah. And like, Derek, you shaved like do you know I'm trying to for like three months. Like this is, what <laughs> this is two weeks <laughs> straight, guys. Two this is what you get. You want. <laughs> I literally grew my mustache that morning. <laughs> right. As as most adult men do. But no, I was like, oh, shit, I forgot. I was like, I guess I'll just <laughs> hope it grows in by yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> I'll just flex real quick. Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> oh, fucking A. Um, all right, before uh, we the get... last The last prop bet, though, that you have in here is, is a good one. We'll get oh, yeah. Back, get back to bets. Debo yeah. and uh, Rasheed Rice to have one reception each in quarter one. I like Home that. Run. Home run. Got to get yeah. them both involved early, right? So, what, uh, like another bet that I heard today, which would be a really fun one to track while you're watching Super Bowl, is the first down over under is 41. And if, like, you believe it's going to be like a methodical game of no explosives, like, not only that, it's like it would be really cool. Like every first down, you get a check mark, right? Like you just get yeah, to keep yeah, track, keep it going. Keep track, and you get you you can get to like like even if you hit the under, you get to like thirty five, and you're like feeling good about it, right? Like yeah. it feels good. It's a good bet. Yeah, you get that like Mahomes and uh, KC nine minute drive like they had last week. I'm sure they picked up friggin' six first six, downs, six, like right. You know, just checking boxes right there. Like right, I'm a seventh of the way there. <laughs> 
field goals are fine as long as they get four or five first downs in the, in the series. You know? <laughs> exactly. yeah. Somebody's like, oh, they kicked the field goal. How many first downs they get out of the bathroom? <laughs> no, your team is winning. I don't give a fuck. Shut the fuck was up. Was it three or four? We were five, 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 five on the first down. <laughs> I don't even know how many there are. Collinsworth. I'm trying to make the mortgage next month, guys. Come on. <laughs> how many times did CMC run that drive? Eight? So they get four first downs. Okay. And they can, all right, fine. I, 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 I can live with that. Awesome. Uh, yeah, that's a good bet. Um, other than that, I only have the KC money line. I'm going to build up some disgusting parlay that I'm probably going to lose, but I did hit my disgusting parlay two years ago. Yeah. You for... should talk about this Rams parlay because it was, it was awesome. So I had, that's when I first moved into my house. We so had like Derek over our buddy, Phil, um, Derek Rams, stayed till Bengals Super Bowl, right? Yep, that's what it was. Yeah, Derek stayed till the end. Had um, to. We were downstairs because well, I mean it was a fantastic game. You couldn't even awesome get in your car because it was going yeah. back and forth, close, and it was like a, a parlay was like Rams money line. It was uh OBJ over forty eight. He got fifty, then got hurt. He got hurt. <laughs> uh, UJ Uzoma over ten. No, no, over nine. He got ten. He got hurt. Um, it was Cooper Cup to score a yeah, touchdown like, and get over eighty, and yeah, it happened in the final drive. Yeah. Um, it and was, then uh, uh, the tight the tight end. Um, oh, what's the name? Your dude, your boy. Higby. Higby. Higby needed to get like uh, like twenty or something like that, and he yeah, got that close to the end too. Yeah. And, and it was super so super fun. And who is the uh, there was definitely oh, there was uh, definitely other wide there was like oh no was, like, uh, Joe Mixon legs. had some stuff Jamar yeah. Chase then like I wasn't really following because like duh I'm gonna lose and then like at right. the end of the game I was like Derek I think I hit this and of course yeah. DK doesn't put it out until like it takes a long time to do it like fuck I put in like twenty bucks won fourteen hundred this is great and I cash yeah. out immediately because I knew I would lose in the NBA if I kept it in there <laughs> so <laughs> smart move. Um, so yeah, Wait, I'm so hoping how, to hit. How much did you pull on that? I did twenty bucks. I won fourteen hundred. Yeah, nice. And it like I think like the long parlays are just a really fun way of watching a football game, like a Super Bowl. Right? It's like you need a bunch of different things to happen, but you check the boxes off as you go, yeah. and it's just like you have something to track while watching an awesome football game. But that it's that, nice when it's all great. in one too, like you that you know that you're watching the whole thing. Like you do it on yeah, a normal Sunday not across fifteen games. Like, right, right, exactly, hey, right, <laughs> right. And like, um, yeah, it was like towards the end of the game, and like we're looking at the box score, and this guy's like, "Dude, I think I'm close on this." Yeah, and it was and a then final we were, drive. Then, then cup score in the final drive, and drive. I, I I hit it. I hit that hit plus it. the. Rams and then line. we still we still didn't know at the end of the game because like you said, DraftKings didn't put it out. Yeah, my, I think I won unless they could like, avoid it, it for some reason. Oh, yeah, OBJ got hurt. Great. Void, void. Oh, it was so it was so good. It was very tasty. Yeah, I'll never hear that again. <laughs> but but <laughs> that, have that I high. <laughs> have I chased that for two yeah. years? Absolutely, every Sunday <laughs> I do. But chasing that dragon, baby, just gotta trace the dragon. <laughs> yeah, DK loves me because of that. Um. Yeah, but uh, do you guys have bets out yet? Dows, I know Derek, you don't. I don't nothing know. out yet. I got the CMC one, the thirty and thirty, but yeah. that's it so far. I get a look. Day. I just haven't had two seconds to look. I'm gonna do it tomorrow. I get some downtime. So, uh, like another really funny thing about betting, like just side note, like when like, we've been watching football for you know twenty years or so, right? Like, and 
we never thought that you'd be watching pregame and then they'd be like running like the games that are on the stats stats of players and then lines on bets oh yeah <laughs> it's, it's so good <laughs> it's so good chance Love to that. win stuff yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean even as like what as recently as five years ago like we didn't have that right. it wasn't you know yeah. it wasn't that prevalent at least maybe here and there you had a couple like shows that would talk bets once in a while now it's like everywhere yep it's, yeah it's on fox fucking globalist man figuring out how to bleed me dry <laughs> don't even get me going on the cabal <laughs> all right then we'll change this yeah su- subject um <laughs> mvp yeah, uh, I think if we, what we talked about earlier, if you're betting CMC to go two touchdowns, you have to bet him as the MVP as well. That's just smart, smart money. Um, flip side, quarterbacks always safest bets. Um, right. Hurdy if he wins. Yeah, wide receivers hit recently too. Yeah, wide receivers to hit. Kelsey's definitely in the mix, but it's like, all right, if Kelsey catches two touchdowns, that means Mahomes threw him two touchdowns. And then if Mahomes throws one to anyone else, well, Mahomes at three and Kelsey's at two, Mahomes probably gets the edge just being the quarterback. So Mahomes right. is always in the mix, I, I would say. Plus, kind of fits the narrative of, you know, uh, them selling Pat Mahomes as, as the NFL's poster boy, more or less. Um, I don't know. It, it's tricky. I would definitely say quarterbacks first. Kelsey probably is your your wild card, and then CMC is like your safe positional guy. Um, obviously, Ayuk, Debo, Kittle could all go off for huge games. But if they go off for huge, huge games, that means the quarterbacks are throwing them the ball. So unless you have right. a James White type game, which again could or come out of CFC easily, yeah, yeah. right. I, yeah. See, uh... You do you do see Kelsey do that tricky stuff around the goal line where maybe he gets a handoff yeah. and he runs one in. So there's there's always that kind of wrinkle that could get him a touchdown without putting Mahomes on the oh, score sheet. There's no way Mahomes will wait till he gets in front of him. Do that little yeah, shovel thing. pass. Yep. Right. Well, the, yeah. well, the shovel pass from a coaching standpoint is actually safer because if he drops it, it's an incomplete pass and not a fumble. <laughs> like right. that's why you do that at the goal line. But like, what's the uh, what's the line on Kelsey MVP and also to propose to Taylor Swift after the game? Is there a line on that yet? It's oh, minus one, minus one fifty. <laughs> minus one. <150. laughs> <laughs> no, uh, uh, so so me and Dallas can't even see. Um, MVP odds right now on DK. That's I haven't checked the last, last hour. Yeah. I got um, New York Post telling me that there is an odd there there are odds for a proposal, but not tied to also winning MVP. But but you could parlay it if there's odds on the proposal. Yeah. So if DK let you plus, parlay plus eight twenty. Plus eight twenty. That's not even that bad. Plus, like, plus eight twenty three, yes. No is minus two thousand. <laughs> What's the line for? Can we talk in private? Like it's not a no, but like, we gotta talk about it. <laughs> it, it, just, it just says a rope. It's weird. <laughs> it's so fucking crazy. Like, like you don't know that that like people that don't w- watch this game are gonna bet like the tails of stuff. Like if there's a prop for that, they're gonna bet it. They all there's uh what color is she gonna wear? That's out there. Yeah. Um, but I think first uh. Red's negative twelve hundred. Yeah, so there's something <laughs> else about her in there. Like, for I think it might be first person she hugs after a Kelsey touchdown or something like that is one of them. I don't know. There's there's, there's, a, there's a weird one. There is the the I think the really weird one is like CMC's wife who is like also famous and it's like if they talk to each other and it's like way plus money. Oh like, yeah, Olivia that was like Olivia Copo. 
Yeah, Olivia Coppo. Like if they they're all, if they show them on screen together, like you can bet that. Which is or if uh, Kyle Ushak's no. wife makes her a shirt or a jersey, I'm sure that's a prop because she did that. That kind of that kind of stuff though deal. drives me nuts. Not the Ushak thing. I'm happy for his wife and that, but like the stuff that is like, what color does she wear? Who is she gonna talk to? Like who? When are they gonna be on? Or if they're gonna be on screen together? Like the NFL just picks if they do that. So uh, how how can we even bet that? Like not to even get in, not even not even to get yeah. into like the sports are fixed arguments, whatever. But like that stuff would be hard to script. You want to say, oh, Kelsey's gonna get over 200 yards. You still have to go and catch the ball and run it for 200 yards. Like it's tough. Okay. Put people on screen together? I could do that if you gave me the right access, you know, like right. Don't bet that. I like another another thing that I think is definitely like kind of rigged is the color of Gary Gatorade. Like I don't yeah. like you're telling me that like somehow people in that sphere don't know and aren't like choosing or have the one that they're going to dump. Like, right. I don't know. Like, I just think first thing I would do thing. if I had access to NFL sideline would on a, at a Super Bowl, just be texting you guys like, dude, put it all on red Gatorade. There will be red Gatorade <laughs> in every fucking thing here. Trust me. Right. Yeah, I don't care one... what color the players want. They're drinking red tonight. <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe in the NFL script at all. The one thing I do believe yeah. is that the color of Gatorade might actually be a, a line that you shouldn't bet because it could definitely be skewed. Very yeah, easily. Like, there Absolutely. are things that are very influenceable by just normal people that you would never know. Right. Like, and why wouldn't you, you know, hook up your people with some money? Like I would, yeah. I would a million percent do it if I had, if I had access like that. Screw DraftKings, like screw these businesses, yeah. right? Like I will money in the people's take hands. Yeah, yeah. I'm fucking yeah. Robin Hood. Yeah. <laughs> I, just... I think it was the one that like well, the guy that did would there be a streaker at the thing? He bet like whatever ten grand on it, and then he stri- streaked the game. He's like, nice, no problem. <laughs> I, come, I already covered all my costs. Yeah, <laughs> zero, right, zero like... risk bet. Zero risk bet. Yep. <laughs> just gonna. <laughs> Spend spend a night in the in the yeah, jail. Night in jail, time. banned from the stadium. Yeah. Whoopty friggin' do. Two K for a release, so you want eight K? Ah, all right, I'll take it. <laughs> right, take it. <laughs> all right. Yeah, um, I see there's an arrest here on your resume here. Yeah, and I'd like to explain how financially savvy that was. <laughs> Sold. You get the job. And here's a sign on bonus of fifty K. Like, yeah, good luck telling telling the co-workers you didn't accept my job request because i did something super awesome yeah like... <laughs> yeah why didn't you go with that guy oh he was too cool all right uh who's got the most to lose and gain so yeah this, this is like one that, that i put on because like i mean kyle shanahan's legacy feels like it's in the balance here like i think the over under on our slept by Kyle Shanahan is somewhere close to 12 this week. Like it's going to be a low number. Like it might be in the single digits. Like this dude is like, like the car <laughs> back to the Charlie Kelly on the whiteboard, just like freaking yeah. out. Like I feel like Shanahan is either like, like he has so much to lose from losing the Super Bowl, but like he has so much to gain as well, because like it's immense the legacy of like, he's, impacted this game of football so goddamn much the way that offense is played is run through the west coast between him and mcbay right like and like what he's done for offense in this league is like outstanding but if he can't get the goddamn ring it's like he's just gonna fall into 
anyone remember the Bills head coach that lost four Super Bowls? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like it's just not the same as like winning this one. Like, so I think he has so much to gain from winning this one and so much to lose from it. Like, it would be a kind of a shame if Kyle Shanahan coaches this whole time in the NFL, impacts the game this much, and doesn't get a ring. <laughs> it would yeah. be crazy. Yeah, you got to talk about San Fran's window as well. Like, they're yeah. very, very good, they but they have a lot of talent that has to get pay paid. quarterback. Right, and Brock Purdy's going to be due up. You know, that that check's coming due. So um, I think th that's a great point. And while I mentioned Brock Purdy, at least from a person, I don't think he has much to lose, really, other than the game itself. But to win for him from being Mr. Irrelevant, going money, money, all yeah. the way to a Super Bowl, money. he has a ton to win. Yeah, and then yeah. financially. But yeah. I, I think, like, for history's sake, like, I don't know that there's been a Mr. Irrelevant that's won a Super Bowl. I don't know. Uh, I know Kurt Warner, was, Kurt Warner was undrafted, so that's not yeah. quite the same. But beyond those two guys, I don't know who fits that category. So would be cool um, for him. I As far as the Chiefs, I don't think Andy Reid has much to win or lose. He's like, obviously wants to continue the dynasty, but it's not the end of the world if they lose. Pat Mahomes really does cement himself. You know, he obviously needs to win when he gets to these spots to hunt down Brady if he wants to right. make it on, onto that that echelon of championship wins. That's that's every quarterback in the league, though. That's not unique to Pat Mahomes. That's just anybody who gets here. So, yeah, I think Shanahan's probably, probably the guy for, like, Biggest, most to win, most or most to gain, and then most to lose at the same time. Um, yeah, name anybody I else. I think, I think, uh, one of the other points I want to make on Shaham losing was we never talk about the Trey Lance trade, right? And like, yeah. if they lose because they're they don't have a couple pieces and they ship two first round picks off for this guy that's not on their roster and they're just a couple pieces away, like does the Trey Lance trade come back and really bite them? Cause like they've been so good. They've been able to outwive how historically bad that trade was like historically bad. Yeah. No, like, if it comes down to like their secondary sucks, yeah. they're going to use those two first round picks on, you know, Stingley for the Houston Texans, like, or, right. or, or just two guys and one hits. You're fine. Like, right. Um, I mean, I, I guess it's three first round picks because you, they traded up to get him. So, right. You no, know, in right. that year, draft three cornerbacks, like right. three years in a row, and make it work. But, like, yeah, it, you're completely right. Like, that. Yeah. We never hold it against they, them. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, I I always do, but but everyone else did, does not. Oh, they missed. They missed it. They more than missed. Like, like more than missed. The Jets drafted Zach Wilson. They missed. Okay, didn't give up anything for it. Yeah. They had that pick. The Niners gave up so much shit for this guy when they already had Garoppolo, yeah. and Lance, you know, was a guy and like, oh well, let's go to Garoppolo because we can win. And they he brought him to the NFC Championship. Like, they don't need a style quarterback like Trey Lance. It made no sense at the time. Right, like if that's a if you're doing that to turn up, take Mac Jones. Then they're like, right, take that kind of guy that fits that offense. Don't you you don't change your entire offense the year after you lose the Super Bowl. Like, right, it makes no fucking sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I could talk for an hour on the Trey Lance trade and why <laughs> it was dumb 
and didn't make any sense for their like what you're saying like to fit into the what they do like they didn't need a running big arm quarterback it just seemed really silly at the time like, we thought that they were trading up for mac jones but like they've won so much that monkey has a bit on their back but if they lose another super bowl like i think that we start hearing that in the echo chamber of the nfl like what could have been if they didn't make one huge fatal mistake yeah. from the GM standpoint? I mean, they they lucked out for getting Purdy. It's not not they 100%. they scouted him. He was the the, the, the last yeah. pick. Like it was just a, like oh, yeah. might as well. Like they didn't draft him in the third round when like people think thought that he was going to go undrafted. Be like they put they bet their pick on this guy. They right. took a no. flyer they on this guy. Lu- luckiest shit, and then without Purdy, they would not be here at all. Right. Maybe right. they'd Garoppolo. They would be, sure, like you can but talk that into seen, existence, but but we've seen Purdy just like do so much more than Jimmy did. Absolutely, in yep. his offense. But he also didn't have CMC, so I don't know. Mm. Yeah, right. Yeah, Trey Dallas. Lance. Good. <laughs> yeah, fuck Trey Lance. <laughs> Love it. He lost the Green Bay this year, holding a clipboard. There you go. That's a guy in um. Our de- our desperate dynasty league where Dig is like I gotta drop someone I I can't drop anyone on my team like to get yeah, this guy Lance. off I'm like dude drop Trey Lance like dude he can go Back to like, the dude, shut the fuck up years. shut the fuck up dude drop him <laughs> easy it's it's an I, easy yeah. drop Dak's not going anywhere in Dallas so if he's gonna boil away <laughs> yeah. in Dallas for the rest of his if Dak goes career, anywhere then... from. Dallas, Dallas is going to spend so much money to get a quarterback in there. Right. And like Trey Lance has played like less than 200 live snaps in the last five years of football. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. He yeah. just didn't play. He has, he barely played in college. Like he barely played in the NFL. <laughs> Playing the Turkey Bowl once a year, me and him have about the same amount of snaps. <laughs> there you go. No, it's, it's true. <laughs> yeah. No, the, the that's a great point. I do think if, if they lose, it's kind of like if they lose because Rashid Rice went off, right? That could have been your quarterback quarterback for the future. But you, you traded three first round picks for a quarterback. You traded a fourth round pick for, which I think did yeah. Dallas paid way too much for Trey Lance. Way yeah, too I much. still think they <laughs> way paid, too much. That's Jerry. Yeah, and it's like yeah, uh, so fucking dumb. All right. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about for the Super Bowl? No, no. enjoy the game. Yeah, right. It's gonna, gonna be. be it's gonna be a good one. That's that's. If you like good football, this is it for you. Tune in. Yep. All right. Your girl, um, like Taylor Swift, she'll be there too. Yeah. Yeah. So Swift will be there. Um, Usher will be there. I'm very ex- excited about that. Um, we didn't do. What do you think the first? What do you think the first song, song he plays is? Let it burn. Okay. No, I, don't it's, even it, know if it, I, I doubt it. It's got to yeah. be like it's got to be like confessions or yeah, but I, I I would say let it burn. I did see love in this club would be love uh, in this club the opener. Ooh, there. okay, okay, yeah. Because I, I think yeah was his biggest hit and love in this club that and they're like you know pump up the crowd like confessions is you can't just come out and make everyone you, cry. You, you can't know? you can't do confessions. No, but or you like, should. It's a tease, like it. confessions into. Right. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, also, I mean, yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't really open. It's more of like you got to flow into. Yeah, shock. I mean, you don't want to open with it. You got to close also, that shit. I think okay. we can comfortably say that like Usher missed his Super Bowl window like 15 years ago. I don't know what he's doing on the stage, but 
it seemed like a weird it seemed like an odd booking like right for you know, the time that, that we're in like 15th option that the nfl had for the super yeah. bowl show well he was there 10 years ago right oh was With he the, was that what it was black eyed peas he did his little cameo oh, oh black eyed peas super huge today too so i mean that <laughs> that was 10 years ago yeah <laughs> you could have um, ludicrous can come out uh a little John i don't know he might be, he might be filming a fast in in <laughs> right yeah Sorry, um, Fast 13 is, is in production. Yeah. It's like I have like five lines, so I kind of have to be here for it. Yeah, he's 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 pretty much Vin Diesel in Guardians of the Galaxy. The what, like one last note on Fast and the Furious, the last, like not the last one, the second, the second to last one that came out. And at one point, Ludacris and Tyrese Gibson drive a car through a satellite in space, and it's as ridiculous as you would imagine. I have not seen that one yet. I don't know if I can. I I, I was with Fast for so long. It's like they're so bad, dude. I probably dude, should, but I don't know who they're for anymore. <laughs> no, they used to be for me. Like I was, right. I was the demo, and I'm just not anymore. So no. I don't know. <laughs> All right, Dallas, take us out. All right, thanks for listening, Shelfies. Almost called you Swifties. That would have been embarrassing. But uh, thank you for, you know, tuning in all season long. We're going to get to the Super Bowl. We'll have another couple uh, podcasts probably where we wrap up that. But sooner than you know, we're going to be doing draft stuff, uh, starting off with the mock draft ASAP. As always, follow us on our website, TopShelfFantasy.com. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram uh, at TopShelfFNTSY. And stay fluid. Stay fluid. Top Shelf Fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay Thank you.